Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. You're here. We're here. Everybody's in a good mood, I hope. Get on inside. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, the inimitable creator of FinancialNiptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> doing shitty. Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. Telling me how great everybody else is doing. Lost 100 points on the ES today. Big red day. Not everyone's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. But I said, you know, I saw Kramer saying there's not enough red stocks for it to justify such a red day. So, you know. Oh, really? I saw a heat map that was like all red. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, how's Burlington Coat Factory doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good question. Come on in the shop, everybody. We got some fantastic news to go over. Brought to you by the lovely Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Kyle, yes. What's our what's our big leadoff story? Burlington Coat Co Factory. <laughs> oh, are you gonna play the song? Do, do we do music on the show? I think so. We're just trading information. What? Tuples trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Tuples trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? Mm, okay, yeah, now I'm feeling better about talking about the news. Yes, okay. So we alluded to it a minute ago, the Dow tumbling over 600 points, S&P losing 2.1%. Yeah. Uh, everyone seems to be putting this on the fears that uh, the Federal Reserve is not going to pivot away, or, or I guess that everyone's been overly optimistic. They're not getting that soft landing after all. I don't know about the soft landing. I think everyone was expecting the Fed to not raise another like 75 BIP or like a super aggressive rate hike at the next FOMC. But it uh, looks like uh, maybe people have rethought that. <laughs> like they, they may they may just do that exact thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't help that last week. Uh, a bunch of Fed officials, uh, according to this, appeared to warn traders about embracing a less hawkish monetary policy narrative. Uh, they're all meeting this week at their annual retreats to the Jackson Hole that we always hear about. Uh, Jerome Powell is supposed to make a, a speech there on Friday about the economic outlook. And uh, this is going to be a really important speech. <laughs> My brain is like, yeah, whatever content. Why do they meet in Jackson Hole? That's a weird name. I, right? <laughs> and it's in Wyoming, too. Like, that's where their annual retreat is, I guess, to get as far away from D.C. as they can. Are they in D.C.? Where do they meet normally? The the Fed, There's 12 different Fed banks, so they're they're everywhere. They're scattered. Yeah. And they meet in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. If anybody's from Jackson Hole and has a good reason why they meet there, I'd like to know. Maybe 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 they all like to go ranching. I don't know. Is ranching a verb? 
Can you ranch? Yeah, I think that works. <laughs> uh, this article also says that the speech on Friday is going to be a double-edged sword for markets because uh, it'll give uh, traders and investors more certainty on the path of rates along with the, mu- the need to adjust their expectations. Uh, Reynolds, Michael Reynolds, the VP of Investment Strategy at Glenmead, who I don't know who that is, but apparently they oversee $45 billion worth of assets in Philadelphia. Uh, Reynolds says that the market is underestimating how much the Fed needs to tighten and how high rates need to stay stay to bring inflation back under control. The market needs to come to terms with how hard the Fed needs to tighten here. Part of what we're expecting from Jackson Hole <laughs> is Powell to come out strong and say the Fed will tighten even if it risks a recession. Okay. Well, that's going to bring the market down, right? Everybody's coming down off that high of uh, inflation's topped out. So... We can all go back to partying. I would think so. I mean, is this really that unexpected? I mean, you and I were both looking at the SPY on the daily chart, and it was just, I think it kissed its 200-day moving average, and that's what sparked the sell-off. And then turned around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's not that unexpected. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the real question is going to be, do we set a higher high or a higher low, or do we go out and take out that low from... The 17th. I'd sure love to see uh, a higher low. I would. But th- at this point into inflation and and they're, they're still adding to those interest rates, I can't. I honestly, I don't see, I don't, I don't see the party going. I don't see the, the market going back into full party mode just yet. I, I, I think we're not even done clearing <laughs> out last party. Like the cops showed up and we still have half right. the house filled. They're like, get it, go on, go home, go home. I think that's where we're at. And they're all underage and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right just the first people that got kicked out are ready to go back to the party yeah yeah like oh let's find another one <laughs> right <laughs> nobody's at pete's house let's go over there <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got uh, in the news today? Uh, you know, who is lower in rates is China. Oh, things must be going really well over there. Yeah, they're going. They, they want everybody to get back to the party. <laughs> so they're, they're showing up at the people's houses saying, get back to that party. Now. China cut its benchmark lending rate on the, what, Monday, the 22nd. Uh, they lowered the mortgage reference. But they, they just lowered it like a week ago, right? Yeah, didn't we just talk about it? We just talked about this. Well, they did it again. They did it again. Oh, that's always a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. So, so last week they lowered <laughs> their medium term, like their three-year term. Uh, today oh, okay. they lowered their one-year term and their five-year term. They they lowered uh, the the one-year by mean- five bips and the the five-year to by fifteen bips. So they are still trying to spur more growth. A lot of this was due to the issues with the the property valuations over there, right? The housing market in China. Oh, yeah. The housing market is crazy. Bonkers, bankruptcies everywhere. Is that going to affect us over here if properties over there collapse? Because, I mean, weren't we just talking to about Chinese investors buying up all of our houses oh hey that would that well, that might actually be good for the consumer here on the ground if chinese real estate companies go bankrupt and have to liquidate their united states holdings right suck for homeowners who are trying to get a good price for their home but you know what there's a lot of people that need homes and uh prices are way too high <laughs> There's, there's fewer and fewer homeowners living in their homes and more and more companies that own homes and rent them to people. So I say, give, give, let more people get a, get a taste of the pie or a slice of the pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So it looks like China, in, instead of like doing a big one all at once, they, they're doing it like small increments more often. 
that's my my personal guess. Uh, looks like the the anticipation is that they're going to have a couple more cuts before the year is over. Uh, but they're probably mm-hmm. only doing it like ten bips at a time. You know, what else was doing uh, rate adjustments every few days. Was it was it a South American country? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Argentina. Um, remember, they're hitting like seventy percent inflation. And they just raised their rates. Sixty nine, dude. Yeah, some ridiculous amount, and they raised it again by like nine hundred fifty bips. So yeah, raising your rates frequently or adjusting them frequently uh, it seems like a sign of desperation to me. Not a good sign. No. <laughs> And the fact that they're doing such small amounts more frequently, that makes it look like, well, we got to be real careful here. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Let's just make a small change and see what happens next week. Hey, Turkey last week hit 80% inflation and they lowered its their interest rates too. So They in competition with Argentina? I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wild because usually you see countries moving together in lockstep like, oh, inflation's up. We'll, we'll right. all raise interest rates. Oh, we'll lower them down and... and and thanks ever since we hit uh, the pandemic and then followed up by this crazy war Russia started. <sighs> things things are just bonkers. We'll see how it plays out. You want to hear about another bonkers story? I'd love to. They're my favorite. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've been following the Starbucks trying to unionize efforts. Uh, from a distance. <laughs> Over in South Carolina, the authorities are investigating an alleged incident between employees and their managers. So I'm trying to read through this story here and I'll try to sum up what it sounds like what happened. So the employees at this location, they voted to join the union and the company was not happy with that because they've been actively pushing back against these unionization efforts. Yeah. Uh, the people there, that led, this led to a confrontation between the employees and their manager, uh, Melissa Morris, uh, after the employees accused Starbucks of retaliating against them for unionizing. Uh, and Neil Tripathy said that they were tired of how management was treating them, not listening to their complaints. Uh, what happened was that Starbucks announced on May 3rd a new benefits package that would be available on August 1st, but it would not be available to employees at unionized stores. The employees at this location, they organized what is called a march on the boss, which is when the workers present their demands directly to the employer. Uh, they initially planned to confront their previous manager, but that manager quit and was replaced by this poor person. So the initiative happened on her first shift on August 1st. <laughs> this poor fucking woman. But it does not sound like she uh, handled things very well. She basically decided to claim that the workers were trying to assault and kidnap her, even though they were just kind of like following her around and like demanding responses. Oh, wow. Oh, it's wow. very, very bizarre. Yeah. And now the employees, uh, there's audio of the whole thing. They did not kidnap her. It doesn't sound like that. She even asked if she was free to go and they said yes. Uh, well, that's, there you go. That's step one. I know every kidnapping case centers around being told that they can leave. Normally, you're not allowed to leave. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's right. That's right. It's the other <laughs> way around. You're not yes. allowed to leave. Okay forcibly detained yeah and thanks to cell phones uh it sounds like that we do have video of this uh in the video you can see morris sitting at a table talking on the phone while there's a dozen employees standing nearby uh she later leaves the table still on the phone uh the one of the employees said that they weren't menacing and they kept a good distance away but after that she filed with the anderson county sheriff two days later alleging that she was being assaulted and kidnapped wow sounds a lot like starbucks really trying to stop uh stop unions 
and villainize any employee that is part of uh, a union. Right. Because, I mean, in its at its heart, the, the whole group of employees working there together, going to the boss in a united front, that, that is the core of what a union is. That could like, be, we're all going to be on the same page. And if that's your first day on the job, I mean, I could see that being kind of terrifying, especially as a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have a bunch of angry teenagers coming at you, demanding pay raises and new equipment. Feeling very intimidated, sure. But it sounds like she could have handled this a little better. You know, on the flip side, Kyle, have you ever witnessed or been privy to a boss saying, like, if you don't do these things, you're going to be fired? I have been privy to that before, yes. W- it, can I call that blackmail now or extortion? I, I, I Are you free to leave? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might just start shouting that at any point things aren't going my way. Am I free to leave? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Like, yes, sir. We're actually telling you, you have to leave. Am I free to leave? Yes, sir. This is a Wendy's. You need to leave. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Nobody wins in that situation. Any, any good working relationship is not led by demands and ultimatums. Yeah. Yeah. Or any relationship. Uh, unfortunately, like that kind of dynamic exists way too often in the workforce. It's tough. Yeah, nobody wins here. No, nobody wins. Because that poor lady on her first day, like... She, as management, she's seen as representing the company as a whole when she doesn't have that kind mm-hmm. of much power, right? Like, she really... No. No, she's the manager of a Starbucks. Right, right. And if anybody listening, if you have any retail management experience, corporate says, here's your budget. Right. And part of that budget is payroll hours and payroll. And it's like, when your employees all say, we need a raise, you can't, as the store manager, you can't just be like, you get a raise and you get a raise and you get a raise. Like, it's not that easy. So, you know, the workers, they're not in a good spot. That poor manager is not in a good spot. Nobody, nobody can win here. No. Thanks, corporate Starbucks. Honestly, what she really should have done was said like, okay, I'll take your concerns and I'll take them up the chain the way it's supposed to be done. But filing a lawsuit with the <laughs> sheriff's department probably is not the path to take. Pretty sure this wasn't her decision. Yeah. Like, I'm guessing she got coached a bit for this. Y- oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely called yeah. called corporate and corporate said, press charges, you were kidnapped. Yeah, get rid of these employees and then we can hire non-union employees. Right. But yeah, bonkers. That's how I describe that. What else do you have? Do you have anything fun? Funner than kidnapping and uh, assault? I mean, I don't know if it's more fun, <laughs> but uh, uh, we had recently, maybe recently, a while back, we talked about uh, large banks being investigated by Gensler and the SEC and the the CFTC for using like WhatsApp and email for business communications. I don't know if you remember that. Mm, Yeah. Yep. Well, they're now uh, being fined. Like the fines are coming in or doing so the investigations. uh, Total collectively. Well, collectively more than a billion dollars. So, Oh, Oh, I don't know. It, that used to that you know maybe in the '90s this would be something big, but now I feel like a billion collectively is a slap on the wrist for banks. <laughs> Sound like Doctor Evil? <laughs> exactly, one million dollars, um, <laughs> sir. We make more than that with the company. Uh, anyway, uh, looks like uh, J.P. Morgan's getting hit two hundred million. Uh, Morgan Stanley two hundred million. Bank of America two hundred million. Barclays, Goldman Sachs. JP Morgan's revenue last year was one uh thirty point seven billion. Okay. Yeah. So I would say two hundred million is a slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
I don't know how they come up with the numbers for a fine. Probably just look at what they need for their budget for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Deutsche Bank getting off easy, 165 million euros, which now that the dollar is worth more than the euro, you know, also <laughs> <Right>? bad. <laughs> well, that should be good for manufacturing here. I want to know what the SEC is going to do with this money. That's what I'd like to know. Actually, wait, that's backwards. Uh, yeah, I know. Does this run their... Uh, this is what they, they do their payroll? Or does this how they fund their Christmas parties or the Jackson Hole retreat? <laughs> <laughs> like they, they built the whole town of Jackson Hole? Hang on, I'll look that up real quick. I do know, I mean, I have to assume like in situations where somebody's been harmed, the SEC takes the fines and like does restitution. I would have to assume that. But in this case... Maybe everybody was harmed, so they're are they going to distribute that billion dollars and give everybody in America three bucks? Well, this is okay. So that's what they do. They allocate the fines that they receive to compensate victims of the securities violations. But uh, statistically, they collect a little over half of the fines that are imposed through settlements and judgments, according to the Wall Street Journal. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that sounds exactly like what it does. Like whenever you get those letters that say, uh, like, if you own this stock for like during this period of time, you may be eligible for compensation. Mm. Probably ends up being like 75 cents. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be. They don't, they don't ever place fines that would, that would actually be like a stimulus check, right? <laughs> you think that the fine would end up to like make everyone whole who reports. Like, wouldn't that well, make more sense? Gensler, if you're listening, I've got emotional damage from banks using WhatsApp to message each other. And it is big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, we got anything else? Or? Okay, I got my, my last thing that uh, that I wanted to touch on was uh, you know we 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 talked about we've been talking about Bed Bath and Beyond and Ryan Cohen mm-hmm. uh, exiting his stake, make making about sixty million bucks. Oh, he's pretty good too, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond has recently hired Kirkland Ellis, a law firm uh, a law firm known for being hired in bankruptcy moves. Oh, ooh. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> That's not a good sign. They, Yeah, they worked with Toys R Us. They were recently hired by Celsius and Voyager Digital in the crypto bankruptcies that just went on the last month. Uh, does not look good. Ryan Cohen exits. Yeah. They hire bankruptcy lawyer. Oof, sorry, Bed Bath & Beyond bag holders. Uh, you better get out now. Not advice, but... Oh! Not advice. <laughs> not advice. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, shit! We'll have to keep an eye on this one. Bed Bath and Beyond hit below ten on Monday, and I am really kicking myself again for not doing that blind shirt short when it hit thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're feeling. Oh. Anyway, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Uh, just you know, let's end on a good note. Still got ten dollars to zero. Still, still time, Dan. There's still time. Oh, that's right. You have shares, Kyle. Get out. Oh yeah, yeah. I got to close out those. <laughs> I can't give the listener advice, but I can give you advice. Kyle, fucking sell. Goddamn. Get out now. I have been selling covered calls. I think this is the one that's going to flip it for me, though. Just take what I got left out of there and be done. It's been nice, though, because every now and then it just shoots up to 30 and then you just sell some $20 covered calls and collect, you know, the premium. Collect a lot of premium. Wait for it to do it again. Yeah, that's that's the real winners on the meme stocks. Mm-hmm. The, the options sellers. The hard part is waiting for the right time. Well, if it were me, I would be selling like a one dollar 
call just let it get called get called away yeah that's i think that's what i'm gonna do next <laughs> yeah anyway maybe i'll get to keep my share still <laughs> there's yeah, there's a chance right all right folks we hope uh you learned something today i know i learned that uh i don't know anything don't listen to me <laughs> I learned the SEC does not do a very good a job of issuing fines or collecting them. <laughs> let's get let's get Gensler on here to defend himself. Oh, I'd love to. We'll be... Line him up after we get that buff. <laughs> Man, that'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I can dream, and we can dream. Until next time, folks. Happy trades. Bye, everybody. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans. Like for a new ride, or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.